0: to the Building Families podcast, the official podcast of surrogate alternatives, where we talk about building families through surrogacy and egg donation and provide insights, tips, and advice. With over 20 years of experience in building tomorrow's families today, SAI has been the premier surrogacy agency in San Diego County. Broadcasting live from our offices in beautiful Chula Vista, California. Now, here's your host of the Building Families podcast, Damien Omeda.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Damien Omeda, and welcome to the Building Families podcast. It's the official podcast of Surrogate Alternatives. So thank you so much for joining us today. We have a special guest. It is...
2: Crystal Haas.
1: Our surrogate. She has been a two-time surrogate here at Surrogate Alternatives, and we are absolutely thrilled that she's able to join us. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we are going to get right into it because we have two journeys to talk about and um we want to make sure that we can get it all in there. And I know it's the one thing I like to talk about quickly is in surrogacy, everybody's just, you know, there's that point where you're helping families and you're thinking about helping families, but you have journeys, you know, under your belt and In your wildest dreams, did you ever think it it would go the way it went, both of them?
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As much as you try to prepare for um, pregnancy, you can't. Every pregnancy, even your own. Um, Every pregnancy is different. My first journey went beautifully, which got me super excited. And I was like, oh, I can do this. I rocked a twin surrogacy and I can do it again. And the universe just had a different scenario for me the second time around.
1: Right. And we're going to touch on that in a few minutes um, as we go down your, your path. Um, but it's, you know, most people would say, well, we don't want to talk about that, you know, because we don't want to scare anybody. Mm-hmm. But It's reality, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, and it's surrogacy. And do you remember when we were talking about, I guess we did a, uh, a campaign called this is surrogacy. Mm -hmm. Well, that's exactly what surrogacy is, you know, and sometimes I joke around or not joke, but you know, it's not always rainbows and unicorns, you know, and in building families, when you put your body through this Mm -hmm. and when, when you sign up to be a surrogate, you're taking risks and most people don't realize that. And that's why I always advocate for finding the right agency. Because if you put somebody who and nobody knows what we're talking about, so they're kind of like, whoa, what are they talking about? So, yeah. but if you put some, uh, let's say somebody who's brand new into the field, a brand new agency who just came up. If you give them the scenario that you know that was in in your lap, people will freak out mm-hmm. because they don't have that experience under their belt. So, I'm glad that if it had to happen it happens with surrogate alternatives yes. so but let's go back and let's start at the very beginning and just talk about your decision to wanting to be a surrogate okay.
2: so um years ago my parents actually my uh, father and my stepmom we're trying to um get pregnant with their own. My dad obviously had two children, uh, me and my brother, but my uh, stepmother had no children. Um, they struggled with fertility for about ten years before they were able to conceive my sister. And um in joking, my stepmom said, "Well, you should just carry, you know, my babies right. And um, shortly after that, she became pregnant. But that stuck with me, you know, um, I have never had to struggle. You know, I was blessed with four beautiful children, um, and I did not want to take that for granted. You know, it always kind of sat with me. Um, Many years went by, I think, and a girlfriend of mine that I hadn't been in contact with for a little while made mention that she was having a surgery. So um, I was like, oh, girl, what surgery are you having? She's like, oh, I'm having a C-section, pregnant with twins. And that's how... I just came to realize this is something I I, I really want to pursue. So I picked her brain like crazy, um, and just how does it work? You know, how do you feel? Just those kind of things. So that was the beginning, and she was with Surrogate Alternatives. And so, the fact that she trusted this agency, um, I knew I wasn't going to go anywhere else. You know.
1: Yeah. So the, basically, you didn't have to do too much legwork because she referred you. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, hey, trust this agency. Mm-hmm. Um, when she told you about it, did you go on the internet and kind of look and see what's going on and more learn more about surrogacy? surrogacy um, besides what she told you?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She immediately sent me a link. Um, so I went on the website, was um, kind of just reviewing how it happens, um, different you know scenarios um as far as how parents are concerned intended parents because i was so new to everything you know i knew what i wanted to do but i didn't know what it took for them to do and how right. we get together kind of thing um so i did i researched it for a few days before i finally ended up calling and my first contact um was with rebecca oh okay yeah
1: yeah it's funny because you you think you know you read and you don't realize what, what it entails yeah. after you make that phone call. Um, speak about that process. Um, you, you get that phone call. You talk to Rebecca. Mm-hmm. How do, did it go smoothly? Did it go well for you? Um, was it, were there some things that you didn't expect?
2: Well, um, from the initial phone call, it was very informative Um, I liked the fact that Rebecca had done journeys and she shared personal experiences. So it made it seem less of a business-like transaction um, and very personable. She answered, I mean, anything that I had to ask as far as pregnancy, she answered for me um, and then said, you know, everyone who you would work with has been through a journey or a donation or, you know, so it felt... Really secure to me to know that anybody who I talk to can answer me personally right. instead of just oh well, let's talk to your doctor let's do this because sometimes you just need to speak to some you know to somebody of course sure. you're gonna go back to your doctor but um, I think starting from there um, that first conversation made me really really excited to go through with the application process and um, I spoke to Anne. And everything that Anne had to say was comforting and, you know, which then, you know, brought me to my case manager later on. And I just have an absolute positive experience all the way through.
1: That's awesome. It's um, it's so intimidating to talk. To somebody, when you pick up that phone in the beginning, it's intimidating Mm because if you're brand new, you don't know the process, so it is intimidating. But it's also, like you said, you have Rebecca, who's you know a surrogate Mm -hmm. herself. Um, She's a surrogate, and so everybody here is a surrogate um, or a donor, an egg donor, and it's just that experience that you have. We don't want to make it clinical, you know. And when you pick up the phone, we don't want to make it so clinical. It's, I think. We don't even try at that. I think it just comes out. You know, when Rebecca's just talking to you, it's just like, Hey, I've gone through this. Uh I was in your shoes. Matter of fact, I have video. This is funny. I have video of Rebecca when she was a surrogate. She didn't work for SAI at all. And I remember it was Easter time and I had just interviewed her for the first time on camera, you know, and so went back and they're like, Oh, you know, um, we need to hire somebody and uh, Rebecca wants to put her application in. So, when I look back now, where Rebecca's at to where she was, it's crazy because it's just night and day. Like just seeing the circuit for the first time, coming to the agency, and now she's just like a pro. You yeah. Know? So it's pretty cool. Um, when <clears throat> when you went along that process, um, was there anything difficult at all in the beginning when you talked to the agency, or was it just kind of it was just easy and just kind of an easy process?
2: Um. Honestly, I, I don't want everybody to think that it is this way because I'm sure some things don't go perfectly. Sure. But it the whole process from start to finish, at least my first journey, was very fluid, very natural, um, very easy. You know, the match process was very easy. I feel like you know Anne really listened to me and only put me with like type. You know, right. anything that I asked for um, was brought. You know when I was met with my first um, match, so um, I don't really, I didn't really have any hiccups. You know, yeah. from the time that I did my application to the match, um, the screenings, the med screenings, everything just kind of went. Yeah. You know, and I had someone's hand to hold the whole way. You know, so if I did have any type of question, whether it was from the clinic, like you know, they give you um, kind of a, a point person mm-hmm. to talk to you there and I could send emails if I had any extra questions. The girls were always available. So it was very easy for me.
1: Yeah. Were you surprised at the level of support that you got at I, all?
2: I was. Yeah. I was. I and a lot of times I get the oh, you know, how how can you do this? How do you, I feel like if I wasn't as prepared as I was before I even had the journey, mm-hmm. then it may have been harder. But right. because everybody was so willing to offer their story and their support, even the women who weren't, you know, part of the support team, it was like it just felt like a family and we were all doing it together.
1: Right. Wow, that sounds really special actually. <laughs> That's <is. laughs> awesome. No, it's just it's touching to hear it here because everybody works so hard to make it so comfortable for everybody. And sometimes you don't feel like you, you um, you don't mean to be, you don't want it to be, like I said, clinical. So, you, but I think it just comes from the soul. I think mm-hmm. those are just the people that we have, you know, and, and their heart. Um, everybody from Diane all the way down, you know, has this heart and they, they want to help people out. And that's, that's awesome to hear. So it really touches, <clears throat> it really touches me. Um, you talked about, starting off to become a surrogate, how everything went smooth on your side for the first time. I'm always interested. I did speak with um, one of our surrogates, Kayla, about it. And um, I've touched on this before, obviously, because, you know, I'm a male. I like to know that the the male side, because sometimes I feel like they get forgotten in a way. Mm -hmm. I mean, this process is always about the surrogate, but I do feel I always like learning about and, and seeing how they reacted or the support that you got from your husband, how was that? And how did you tell him that you want to become a surrogate and what did he say?
2: So, um initially I think the conversation um shocked him because <laughs> right. um being a man um again, they, you're right, they're not as involved. So, I think naturally um they think that it's your baby. Right. You know, um not that it's created by parents and um you're just kind of the oven. Um, So once we discussed the fact that it was going to be completely someone else's child, not ours (laughs) or not mine, (laughs) um, he was like, oh, okay, yeah, well, you know, why didn't you say that? Um, But (laughs) he has a huge heart as well. Yeah. And he knows my heart. So anything that I would have been excited about, I think he would have gone along with anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And being that... I have had four children. I was kind of, I guess, pro at pregnancy in his right. eyes. So he thought, oh, yeah, she could do this. <laughs> it's like this. a walk in the park. Right. Um, but, you know, he wasn't as involved after the medical process as far, you know, um, for delivery, for appointments, mm-hmm. for support, those kind of things, because the pregnancy was so easy. And yeah. I continued working. And um, But next journey, uh, stepped up my game, and he had to step up his. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. Um We talked about the husband. Let's talk about the children. Mm -hmm. It's always, um, and these are questions that most people would have when they come in. Um, how, how, what do I tell my daughter? What do I tell my son? What did you tell your children?
2: So I'm very close, um, to my kids. I have three teenage children and then my, my youngest didn't really care. We kind of told him that, uh, um, I was carrying my friend's uh-huh. <laughs> uh, baby, and that the baby would go home um, with them when it was time. You know, uh, we tried bringing the kangaroo uh, book to him; he was uninterested. He's not <laughs> a fan of kangaroos. He's like, no, thank you. So um, he was really cute, and named them um, Alvin and Simon, I think. And they were going home with Dave. That's how he related <laughs> the pregnancy. Right. So, um, but my oldest daughter, she's been a huge support, and in fact, I think she's grown to love surrogacy probably as much as I do. It's Aww. something that she um, will probably pursue wow. later, and I support her completely. But um, so sweet. they have all been, you know, there for me. Um, they know of the parents, you know. It's just when I said I was going to do it, they're like, so you're like having someone else's baby, you know, my teenage son? And uh, yeah, I am. That's cool, you know, no big deal. <laughs> Go um, back to playing video games. <laughs> yeah, like it, it didn't It didn't shock them. Oh, mom wants to do something, you right. know, so we're going to just deal with what she says. But um, my oldest daughter and my son, um, they knew of it right away. And then the two younger kids were, you know, after I was already going through the transfers sure. and stuff, I'm like, let me explain my hormone issues before. <laughs> <laughs> let me just give you, uh, yeah, give you a heads, heads up. up, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: You talked about um, – you talked about – Meeting with Anne, getting matched. Mm-hmm. How was that process being matched? Did you have to go through a couple um, a couple uh, profiles, or did you were you matched immediately?
2: Um, my first journey, we matched immediately. It took um, maybe a few months before we finally found someone, but um, I felt after our first conversation, we actually skyped. We had um, a phone conversation, I think, in the evening. And by the next morning, I was emailing Anne. like I felt like they were so genuine, and even yeah. though it was an international couple, so mm-hmm. we had to have a translator. Um, but there was something I just felt you know, in that conversation where they were appreciative and um, really wanted it, you know, and mm-hmm. so I felt like, you know this is something I definitely want to do for um, for him and them, so yeah. Yeah, but my second, um, we did actually go through the first journey, or, uh, a first couple, and it did not work out. Mm-hmm. So um, we I matched with my second.
1: Right. And when you go through that process, most people think, and maybe this might have, um, you can tell me, were you, you got to see profiles of different people. You were, were you able to see different profiles? Were you able to kind of pick and choose who you wanted to? Or did Ann, because Ann's one of those, um, you ever see that show The Million Dollar Matchmaker?
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Anne's kind of that reminds me of that because she can match people. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. She'll say, I have the perfect couple yes. for you. Boom. So
2: she is, in my eyes, the e-harmony. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you don't, uh-huh. So you don't get to see everyone's profile, you right. know, dating online kind of thing. Um <laughs> it she narrows it down so that, okay, this is your this is who is gonna work for you. Let's see if this works out. Um, instead of, you know, I think it would have been a little nerve wracking to see a couple of people and know that I had to pick between them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you do tend to fall in love with people right. and their story and you become attached so and true. wanting to help them. So I think the fact that, I, you know, you're not shown several and you want to help everybody and just have, you know, litters <laughs> <laughs> so that everybody, right. you know, is happy. Oh. I think that she makes it so personal by reading over you know what you're asking for and what they're asking for and saying, you know what, I, I think you guys would be good together. And I'm grateful because I'm probably closer to both families than I was even during the journey.
1: Wow. Yeah. And definitely has that, that magic touch in it, mm-hmm. it. The way she goes about it and she just listens to you you know, and learns a lot about you. And yeah. then she kind of, obviously she learns about the IPs and she puts you guys together and, and it works yeah and it's awesome and and that's why you people have these good stories to tell because she was able to match these yeah. perfect people so um, tell me your favorite memory as a, a surrogate in your first journey
2: favorite memory well I have to say that it has to definitely be at a retreat okay um, so I did the Glen Ivy retreat very mm. first time around Um And I carpooled with kind of a stranger surrogate, you know, Mm -hmm. or sister surrogates on on the uh, exchange. And I don't think I had met her previously, but it was the car ride to and from and getting to exchange stories. And I think that's when I felt sisterhood too, you know, because I I had been to support groups and the support groups are amazing, but it's not nearly as... um, Personal as it is, sitting with someone one on one and just discussing things, and I have met tons of girls, which I've been been able to come so close to. But I think just because I was a little hesitant the first time to kind of get out there and and talk to people, um, that car conversation kind of opened my eyes to how many girls are just like me, and um, you know we're regular people, you know, wanting to do the same thing and help other people. So how can you not love? Other women like that, you know. Right. Yeah,
1: it's a sisterhood. It is. You know, and and once you find another person who's a surrogate, you're like, wow, okay. Yeah. And you like to hear the stories, you know, and you like to hear uh, about their IPs and about the baby mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, it, I think it's so hard sometimes for people who are not surrogates to understand. Yeah. It's very difficult. I, I have some friends uh, who are kind of touching the water and they're like, they're asking so many questions, which is great, you know, feel free. Um, But it's just, and on my side, I'm like, I just think, wow, you know, it's this person has so many questions and maybe two years from now, she'll be a surrogate and she'll look back and go, wow, look, you know, look at just the small amount of questions I have, you know, and all of a sudden I'm a surrogate. And so it gets, uh, it gets to be interesting, especially uh, when you guys can touch each other's souls with your stories. And so it's that's why we do stuff like this too, yeah. the podcast, because there's somebody out there right now listening who wants to be a surrogate, or someone who is a surrogate, one of our surrogates. Yeah. You know, and they like to hear your story. And I love the fact that you guys have gone through this whole entire process. Your story should be told. Yeah. You know, and that's the best part about doing this podcast, is you get to tell that story. Mm-hmm. Friendships. Um, and I just spoke about friends, my friends. Um, how did that go, that story, you know, hey, uh, you know, I'm a surrogate. Did they ask you questions?
2: So my first time around, um, I kind of kept it private. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the feedback that I had got initially from family was not so positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of kept it to a minimum as far as um what i wanted to tell people and share with people um just because i wasn't sure how it was going to be received but um after the birth of the first set of twins i was given the okay by the parents like hey you know share this we this is your story this is our story um, We're proud of you. You know, we're proud of what, you know, you've given us. And so at that point, I had a little more confidence to share. And Mm. I mean, you wouldn't believe the amount of questions and Facebook messages I got uh, asking, you know, how did it go? How did you, you know, kind of bring yourself to do this? How do you feel now? How are the babies? What did the parents say? Like, it just, I have a lot of friends with similar interests and similar hearts, you know, that just want to help, and they have considered it, and so it definitely opened the doors to me being able to help them mm-hmm. fulfill um, a dream of maybe doing a journey of their own. Um, and it's a lot more talked about now. Right. The, the second time around, I think I um, used a lot more of social media and my friends as support because it was it was different. I mm-hmm. was alone a lot, you know, right. um, so it was very encouraging. I had a lot of support from uh, friends and family this time around, and it just it made a world of difference.
1: You become sort of an ambassador to surrogacy, <laughs> to to people that don't know. You know, yeah. they start contacting you, and they're like, "Whoa, how did that go?" Yeah. and then they ask you those questions, and you know, suddenly you have this, you know, proud. Moment in your life that Mm -hmm. you can talk to people about and share with, and people want to listen, and that's awesome, and they want to learn. I love when people are open minded, and they're like, "Well, tell me a little bit more," you know. And and everybody, and the one thing that I learned about surrogacy because obviously I was like your husband, I didn't know, you know. And meeting my wife, she's got this company and. You know, and I'm like, well, what's surrogacy? You know, and yeah. I only had the stereotype in my head of surrogacy, which I don't blame anybody because, you know, it's not talked about that mm-hmm. much. Um, so it's always good when people ask these questions because all of a sudden you start to pick people's brains and then you turn people's minds and go, wait, well, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that. And because they come in with that stereotype, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're able to break the stereotype and then they go, okay, well, now I understand. And it's always cool, you know, to do that. So yeah, you've become like an ambassador to your friends, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Talking about surrogacy. Uh, let's talk about your, we're still on your first journey. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the moment that you, you talk you touched a little bit about your relationship with your IPs, mm-hmm. meeting them. How was the relationship throughout the pregnancy with them?
2: Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. Because it's international. Um, we were using a translator for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's kind of a delay, you know, like I would go to an appointment and have these awesome pictures of babies, and I would send them, then wait for a translator to send. Wow. So finally we just got to a point where we just did it ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I would you I got an app on my phone, they got an app on their phone, and we were able to communicate quickly right. and express feelings right away. And it was Really, really amazing, mm-hmm. you know. And I never, even with the language barrier, I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel any lack of support or, um, you know, any any type of feelings that I, I would right. get with someone in person. It was just, you know, it was good.
1: Yeah. Most yeah. people think that if you don't have a local surrogate, you won't be able to do the journey. But the fact is, is that most of our surrogates mm-hmm. or most of our IPs aren't local and they do do, right. we're international. So we have. IPs everywhere. Yeah. Um but w- if somebody's coming into this as a first timer they don't understand that we have technology nowadays yeah. and it's at our fingertips and the coolest thing to see is when they do transfers and they have like the, their phone and mm-hmm. they have that intended parents on the phone. phone. Yeah. yeah, and and they're doing the reveal, you know, um, if if they're pregnant or not or they're doing the you know whether it's a boy or girl and so they have that phone there and it's cool to see the face of the IPs I've seen video and it's just awesome experience so it's really cool there are there's there's apps there's WeChat there's all kinds of stuff right now that you can use to talk to your IPs so it's good that you didn't let that intimidate you from the beginning Yes. let's get to when you gave birth how was because that's the moment that all surrogates kind of you know wait for and that's like the big moment um how how did that go for you
2: well with international um you have to realize that babies do not come on your timeline. So um, I, I would definitely, for those um, surrogates that are thinking about um, international, although you don't miss anything as far as um, the emotions and the um, you know feelings that you get, um, there is a chance that they may not make it to the birth. <laughs> right. So... Um, that was definitely something that um was missing from my first mm-hmm. because of the timeline and um but when i did get to see the babies with their you know with their dad and grandma and just being held it made it okay like it made it absolutely complete right. you know the love the the looks that they get and it just was like, you know, that's this is this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. This is worth it. And um it, it ended up being really well. You know, I just the birth went well, you know, it was mm-hmm. a vaginal birth with twins and they went straight to um, a regular nursery, went home within thirty six hours. Easy and, breezy in, yeah, in terms yeah. of and Labor. <laughs> I got to visit them. You know, they stayed around um, in the States for a while. So uh, we did dinner. You know, my daughter wow. and I got to go and hold them and visit. And um, it was great, you know.
1: So it seems it was about as perfect, maybe, as the first journey could go, uh-huh. you know. So that's where we segue into your second journey. What, what, maybe I know the answer, but let me ask it. Mm-hmm. Um, you finish your first journey. And you decided to do a second journey. Mm-hmm. You actually, I think you did it right away, right? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did it right away, and what I guess what was your thought process in that saying you wanted to go on to a second journey to help another family. You didn't want to wait at all. No, no, you mm-hmm. just want to go straight to it. Mm-hmm. And so you went to it and you were matched. Yes. And tell us a little bit about about your um, your imp- intended parents, how that went?
2: So, um, being the way that my first journey ended with the International, I knew that what I originally intended um, for a birth was that moment where you hand over a baby to the mom or the dad. You know, um, in my eyes, it was a mom um, looking at their child for the very first time. Um, I missed that Mm -hmm. in the first journey because of, you know, timing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I felt it in my heart, you know, I, I need this for closure, and I knew that I wanted to do another journey, but it just felt, um, a little incomplete for me right. at that point. Um, so second time around, I said, I'd like the family to be local mm-hmm. and, um, I, didn't care one way or the other if it was first or, or second, or I just really wanted to help someone and have them there and share that moment with them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, nine months is—I mean, it's it's short time, but it's a long time for your body. You right. know, it's a, a lot a lot to put into it. So um, I was missing that, but um, we actually skyped, I think, with the parents um, a year ago today. Oh wow. Yeah, and um, it was in a hotel room in Vegas, (laughs) 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 and we were attending a friend's wedding, and we hit it off. I just, my husband and I and um, my IPs, we were on the phone, you know, or FaceTime uh, for about an hour, just... I mean, talking about everything, everything yeah. in life, not just baby things, but just what you do for work and sure. um, what your hobbies are, what do you like to do? We found out we had so many similarities. Mm-hmm. So um, it was meant to be.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you feel in that process? Because if I were to put myself in your shoes, I'd feel probably emotional, like listening to those stories mm-hmm. you know, of, of parents wanting to have a family. And so it would get me really... like emotional, how in that process, does it get you emotional when you talk to them about it? Do you feel, does it stir something up? I, I guess it yes. would, you would have to. It right? does. Yeah. It
2: does. Um, and I'm the kind of person that I kind of feel emotional just seeing on paper. Mm-hmm. So when I actually get to put a face to the story and then hear from them, you know, how long they've been together, how long they've been trying, um, and how easily it came for me you know, it does. It made, it made me cry, right. you know, to you hurt for them right then, you know, and but that's immediately taken away by I want to help you, mm-hmm. you know, I want to give this to you, right. and I will do whatever it takes to do that.
1: That's, that's awesome. We, you spoke with your intended parents, you were in Vegas. So, fast forward to what we kind of want to talk about was did you have any issues during your pregnancy?
2: Oh, I had every issue. Um, Right. So first time around, beautifully. Right. Um, The second time around, um, I had a condition that I guess is um, very rare in pregnancies. It's called ICP. It's a coleostasis, which uh, affects your liver Hmm. um, and how your body breaks down bile acid. Well, this is normally diagnosed if you do end up having it in the third trimester. I got it in my first. Wow. Yeah. So um, my pregnancy became high risk. Mm -hmm. Um, It was high risk with twins, but even more so. So um, I was having trouble with seeing a regular OB at that point. Um, She didn't feel that she was going to be able to continue to see me uh, with the type of care that I would require. Mm -hmm. So um, that led me on a hunt for a new doctor. Um, and I was able to call the agency. Uh, I was bawling. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I was devastated. This woman who, you know, I had perfect pregnancy with before, and she my delivery went amazing, um, just kind of dropped me at, wow. at that point. And so I was able to call in, and I think I might have been on speakerphone with, you know, Holly, Shelley, and whoever the was in the staff, office yeah. that day, <laughs> just bawling. And I'm so grateful for those girls. You have no idea. Like, at that moment, they're like, you know what? We have this doctor. We're going to call around here. We're going to do this. They got on the phone with my, you know, IPs. And within, I mean, within like an hour, we'd figured out who I was going to go see right. and who was going to figure it out. So, um, but yeah, so that led me to um, to see a doctor. Right. <laughs> and um, when I finally did get in to see this doctor, they found that I had a shortening cervix. Wow. So. Um, at about 20 weeks, I think it was my anatomy scan is when they found it. So
1: you're like, how much more bad news can I, I know, get? <laughs> right? <I> no, <know>, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you get that news and you contact the agency. And I just wanted to go back from what I said in the beginning because people who are listening you know, always gonna, are always going to assume everything's going to be perfect, which mm-hmm. is, you know, 95% of the time, most of these things are, yeah. but there's always that risk and mm-hmm. we, we always take that risk. But I think sometimes people, like I said, it's they think it's going to be u- rainbows and unicorns yeah. and it's not. And you need an agency who's going to back you. And obviously, I'm. this is the official podcast of Circuit Alternatives. Yeah. And so, yes, I'm going to sit here and say, look- be careful because you have to have an agency who has that experience to mm-hmm. get your back. Because you cannot toss and I was talking to Diana and Anna about this. You cannot toss what happened to you or maybe in another surrogate on the lap of a fresh agency that just opened no, up. You know, right. you need somebody who has experience mm-hmm. and who's gone through, you know, a couple issues, you know, because we've been in business 20 years, we have that under our belt and mm-hmm. we're able to help people out. So you were able to talk to our support team. You were able to talk to everybody here, and they kind of just took off. Yes. They went to help you out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Behind the scenes, I'm listening to what's going on. So I was kind of, you know, <laughs> Diana's right there, and I'm privy to what's happening, so I'm listening to some of this stuff. Some of the stuff I, I don't realize. But talk to – let's get to the part where you've been told that you have to – stay in the hospital. Mm-hmm. That was, to me, when I heard that, I was like, whoa, oh my God, okay. Yeah. So can you touch a little bit about that?
2: Yes. Uh, we went for an appointment. Um, the baby's mom, so my IM, was with me, and doctor changed plans on us right there. He said, okay, so rather than just a regular ultrasound today, we're going to go ahead and have you head over to the hospital. And at that point, they wanted to do um, a circlage. So that was the plan for the day, that Mm -hmm. I would be leaving in about a week. Now, what
1: trimester are you in?
2: I was in my second. I was 22 weeks, six days. Okay. So um, very, very early, um, very dangerous for the baby. So um, we went over, and I am was with me. We got checked in. Um, I had been on and off the phone with Shelly and with Holly, um, just kind of giving them an update on what's happening. They hooked me up to the monitor and found I was having contractions. So doctor came in and said, well, that's off the table. Um, being that it is so early, we're going to have to keep you on bed rest. So wow. I'm thinking, oh, okay, yeah, a little while here. Right, and, a little week. And so I was like, well, let me call my husband and just let him know that I won't be coming home today and um, that he needs to head over here. And I think while my husband was on his way, the doctor said... Um, you're going to spend probably the duration of the pregnancy. Um, our goal is 32 weeks, mm-hmm. so minimum of 10, 10 weeks.
1: 10 weeks in the hospital.
2: hmm And um, from that point, it became very, very unreal to me. Right. You know, I still didn't think, I'm like, I'm still going home. You know, it just, yeah. it did not really set in. True. I I heard it, Um But,
1: but it didn't register.
2: Nope, it yeah. didn't.
1: And you can't blame me. I mean, you just you just don't want to believe it sometimes, yeah. probably. So you get into the hospital. And, and so, when did you start to believe it? When did you go? Okay, I'm stuck here. I'm not going anywhere.
2: Honestly, I was there probably three or four weeks before before, before, it, hit before oh, it like wow. really hit me because I had I'm you know so much going on. Um the first week I had people from my office sit oh, with me wow. on laptops and I had to prep them for what I was doing, wow. you know, in my job so that they could take over for me. Um, my intended parents were there almost daily. They would take turns, you know, who's staying. Mm-hmm. Um, always someone from the agency. We had some of the girls. Um, you know, coming on their off hours on their way home because of driving by the hospital. Yeah. Um, It was probably about a month into it when, you know, my my husband, he right away went off on FMLA Mm -hmm. because our decision was more to support our children than... Mm -hmm. Because I'm used to being home, you know? Like I have never... I don't think I've ever been more than four or five days away from my kids. And even then you call them every day. And um, so this was a huge change for us.
1: And because I know the area you live in, you're not in your home Mm-mm. area. You're Mm-mm. not five miles from your house. You're no. not ten. You're literally, I think, an hour and a half, right? Yes. Around there. Yes. With traffic. Yes. So you're pretty far from your family. Yeah. Your kids can't come visit you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the good part is that you had that support system. But mm-hmm. like you said, you know, maybe after three weeks you start to feel like I'm not going home anytime yes. soon. And so and behind the scenes we don't behind the scenes. Because we talk about, we don't talk about your journey to the public. Right. We do say, you know, we do put photos up and we do do videos. But when you're going through something, we don't want to obviously broadcast to the world. But we talk about in the office because it's our job and we need to know what's happening. But the cool thing, and I wish other people could have heard, but we didn't talk about It's just listening to the amount of people that came to your side. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like you had an army almost like yes. at times and people would bring you food. Um, and I remember behind the scenes, and this is most, we didn't talk about it, but this is, uh, during the holidays. Yes. This was around Thanksgiving.
2: I would love to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. talk about. So, um, because I was in there for so long and missing the holidays, um, surrogate alternatives, um, I mean, literally made my Thanksgiving and- we're it's it's a very very emotional holiday for us. My husband um lost his mother on Thanksgiving. Um so every year we are together. Uh, him and I and our children regardless of where we're at, we are together. Um so it was big to us to think that I may not be home with them. And we got a call from Shelley saying, you know, Diana and the staff and all of us we want to bring your family and Thanksgiving to you. Will you let us? You know. Um, so they reached out to Josh, and Thanksgiving was brought to us. You know, the hospital was on board, and they closed off the uh, family area for us. The cater came in, and you know, brought every liking of my family's, and it was probably the best Thanksgiving I've ever had Aww. because it was just them and you know, me, and we're doing something and giving, you know, it was it was something to really be thankful for. I don't think I've ever, ever been more thankful for my family and my support in my life. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. It, during that time, we were keeping an eye on you. We were talking back and forth. Um, the staff was, you know, we all wanted to make sure you were okay. You were, like I said, an hour and a half away from home. Your husband was there. You're close to your family. Your kids are there, and Thanksgiving's coming, and you're doing something yeah. to help somebody. I mean, to us, it was like we have to, you know, make this happen and i remember just in a meeting in the boardroom all of us just scrambling okay this is what we're going to do okay so we got this okay so who's got the um, who's got the chef okay let's mm-hmm. talk to the hospital can we do it you know those things so it was it was you ever see those movies where it just makes you feel good that you're just helping yeah. people yeah. you know it's just especially around that time the holidays you have to it just it just made us feel great that we could do that for you and it touched so many people and you're one of us, you know, you're a surrogate with surrogate alternatives. We could not let you, you know, sit in the hospital and eat, you know, hospital food and, you know, for your Thanksgiving. And so it just touched us and we never talked about it. Yeah. We never talked about it or made it public until now. And, you know, and, and just, it was just a good feeling that everybody had to be mm-hmm. able to, and we heard feedback from, your husband and how he felt and it was just it was such a good thing we all felt good to help you guys so
2: oh, we appreciate it
1: no it was, it was it was our pleasure and our honor um, to help you guys and you know that you also like I said you also had other surrogates who were helping you we were getting stories from surrogates who would drop by bring yeah. you food uh-huh. and surrogates who weren't even local too would stop by you know and see you so you you had to go you had to go through that but it's I don't, I mean, you had so much support, you know, from both sides and it seems like thankfully, thank God you Mm -hmm. had that, you know, how was, um, I guess when you get to that point where you're in the hospital for so long, how do how's your mindset at that point? Are you just like done?
0: So,
2: well, I managed to stay very, very positive. Um, most of the way through, Hmm. I mean, I did have down days, um, but I have to say that with the girls that drop by, you know, I I was lucky enough to make amazing friends through this agency the first time around. Some of who are now my very best friends, you know, they are family, you Mm -hmm. know, no longer friends. They're my family. Ah. And they would stop by just to watch TV with me, you know, just to tell stories. Um, I, Shelly had Don Galbo. Um, stop by and see me in that. So it not only being able to talk to her, but to have another person, you know, just to a new face and to sit and, um, kind of go over things. Cause the, I mean, right. the support is there. Um, but I, I, the support is what, you know, really helped me to get through everything. And on those super, super down days, I was able to reach out to pretty much anybody. I mean, anyone here, anyone at home. I'm not feeling it today. Can somebody talk me through this? You know, and there was literally someone there. Yeah. I mean, either on the phone with me or in my room when I needed them. So I never ever felt alone, um, and or unsupported. I just always had someone.
1: Yeah. Did you do um, the forums as well? Did you talk about your journey on the forums or no?
2: Uh- on ours, yeah, on ours, yeah, yeah. Yes. Ours. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Our, uh, we
1: have private forums for yeah. those that are listening. To it now. <laughs> we have private forums where circuits are on there and they get support from each other.
2: Yeah, so um, just updates mostly. Um, I have to say that that did help as well. You know that the mm-hmm. girls that I don't really know um, from you know being out of area or whatever it is to words of encouragement they go a long way you know and hearing like stories where someone's like i had that and this happened and it was great and this even if that's not going to be my story it's hope mm-hmm. and sometimes that's all you're holding on to you all have an end goal so right. to have those girls just be there and build you up is it's key
1: yeah you finally you said your your ip's were local were they in san diego or around the area around the area okay mm-hmm. um when, it finally, when you finally gave birth,
2: mm-hmm. were
1: they able to be there?
2: They were not. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, it, I had a scheduled C-section. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it was right after Thanksgiving. Um, my labor was not calming down. So I went into labor naturally, um, dilated to six. Mm-hmm. And the doctors were like, we're going to have to take action pretty quickly. So they were on their way, but... Because it wasn't scheduled, I had to take the next um, available room for C-section, which happened in 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So um, luckily, my husband was quick with his camera and um, got videos and tape and uh, pictures of the boys and was just sending it to them on their drive over. And as soon as I was in recovery, um, we were able to talk and they just... They bawled. They were so happy oh. and so thrilled that we made it to our goal. For one, yeah. um, two, that everybody was healthy. The boys were screaming, and you know that we were uh, in a good place. You mm-hmm. know they were safe.
1: It was a team effort.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> it was oh, yeah. a
1: lot of like you had a community trying to mm-hmm. help you. Um, how did it make you feel after you gave birth, and you were just able to think about what you went through? How did what did you think about?
2: So. Honestly, like um how did you
1: process all that?
2: It it was difficult. Um I still had quite a bit of guilt um because I imagined the pregnancy being as easy as the first. Right. Um but ultimately the end result was far better. Um the closeness that I have with my IPs because of all that we went through, the right. trials and um, the good times and sharing the messages and, you know, um, people are afraid, you know, then you, I think that's when you get closest to mm-hmm. people. You, you realize what their thought process is and what yours is and you have right. to communicate and you have to compromise. Um, but I would do, sadly <laughs> for mm-hmm. my family, but I would do every day. That I did in that hospital over again for them.
1: Wow. That's awesome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, and like you said, the end game, you know, mm-hmm. at the end, they have these babies. It was t- twins.
2: Twins, yeah. another set of twins. Um, they were four, eight, and four, seven. So significantly smaller than my first, but they mm-hmm. were big babies as far as 32 weekers go. Yeah. So um, they did really well.
1: Yeah, I'm just so happy that you had. I'm just so happy that you had your IPs here. Me
2: too.
1: I'm happy that you had the support system and you went through this whole entire thing and you gained friends. Yeah. You knew who was there for you. You know, your family was there, you know, they were able to be there at certain times for you. Um, you got closer to your agency. I definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely you got closer to your agency. You it's just and you've become one of the circuits here, just because we all have gone. Everybody's gone through it with you mm-hmm. here. Everyone's gotten closer to you as much as you've gotten closer to them. And so, um, through you know these trials and tribulations and 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 all that, you gained something out of it. Not only did they gain a beautiful two beautiful babies, you've gained a lot more too because you went through that.
2: I did. Yeah. I, I'm grateful. Um, it changed the dynamic of my family a lot, which I never, you know, took into consideration before um, to hand over, you know, the reins to now my husband who had to literally do everything. And the first time it was easy, you know, so we signed right. up again right away. Um, I gained a lot more respect for him um, and a closeness with him and my daughter because the, you know, my oldest daughter, she's mm-hmm. 19, um, they just you know, took off running and you know, mom's not here but we're gonna take care of everything and they made it so that I didn't have to worry and I'm grateful for that, even if it meant being away for that long, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for a lot, a lot to do with this journey.
1: And it's amazing that from what you said, your daughter wants to do wants to do a surrogacy Mm -hmm. in the future and that this experience didn't scare her. No. Yeah. And it's 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 awesome to hear that you're telling your story right now and some surrogate out there or somebody whose potential is probably like, oh my God, you know, this is, I don't know. Is this something that I should do? What do you say to that?
2: Well, if it's in your heart, it doesn't matter how you get there. You know, I I will speak openly about both journeys to anybody. And the end of the day, the fact that I would do it again, you know, I, I truly would because making a family... That would not have been there without you is so worth it, you know. I just it. Every pregnancy has something different about it. This was right. just my different. It's and it ended the same, and they ended up with beautiful little boys, and I have an extended family from that.
1: Yeah, and I think during the whole process, we wanted to respect um, what you were going through, obviously, and we were focused on you. Um, coming onto a podcast, like I said before, is. You know, you're worried that if you tell the story, you know, are people going to be afraid of it? But I think the story needs to be told Mm -hmm. because it's not only is it a hardship story, you know, but it's also a beautiful story because it's your journey. It's what you went through to give this couple these two beautiful babies, and it's a beautiful journey. And there's nothing wrong with it at all, you know. And I think if I were to make a movie out of it, I think Mm -hmm. it would make me cry, you know, because I would see so many people coming together to help you, and the end goal was the babies. The end goal was creating a family and building a family. And so I think as much as, you know, if you look at it on top, you get scared, but when you listen to your story, you're like, wow, you know, it touches you. And so... So I just have to, now I'm just like (laughs) reliving, you know, what what we were going through here and listening to your story. It's just, it was a lot and I'm so happy for you now. And, you know, I I love that you came on here to tell your story and it's something that I wanted to be told. When I was told that you wanted to come on, I was like, awesome, you know, because, you know, you don't know how to approach it. And I'm not going to say, hey, come on board and talk about what you went through because that's not what we want to do. So it was awesome to hear that you wanted to come on board and do the podcast and tell your story, because I think it's a beautiful story to be told.
2: Me too. So, Thanks.
1: As we start to end the the podcast, um, what does it mean to be a surrogate to you? I know I asked that question in Palm Springs, and you hadn't gone through it all. You right. went through your first journey. You were in the middle of, I think, it was in Palm Springs, right? It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, speak a little bit about, I guess, what surrogate means. being a surrogate means to you.
2: Uh, surrogacy to me... Um, is a gift. Um, And if you are considering surrogacy, it isn't just a gift for someone else. It's honestly a gift for yourself, you know, for family. It's a fulfilling, um, amazing, wonderful thing. And I love everything about um, this agency, my journeys, the families that have been created, the sisterhood, and... I highly, highly recommend that if you are considering it, that you just seek it out. You know, search it, and if it ends up not being for you, um, then you know, then that's fine. That's what's on your heart. But it is a gift, and it's a blessing to literally everyone involved. You know, the support, and like I said, I've gained so much more than I lost in those you know ten weeks away from my family.
1: Yeah. I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for telling your story. I think it needed to be told, as I said. I think it's a beautiful story, and I really appreciate you coming on here and speaking about it. And tell your husband thank you. And your kids thank you for what you've done um, and for the support that they gave you. And we really appreciate that. I think it shows um, what surrogacy is, you know, and it's people who are just, have this goodness in their heart and they want to do something. And it's, I'm very happy and I'm very honored that you're here with me and you were able to tell your story because it's just, it's a beautiful story. And I can't stop telling you how much, you know, we're proud of you and, you know, what you went through and what you've done for a family. So thank you so much for telling your story.
2: Thank you for having me. Thank so you appreciate- for giving me a story to tell. Uh-huh.
1: All right, guys, that was a very, um, emotional story for some of us. And it was a very beautiful story. As I said, thank you so much for joining us on Building Families, the official podcast of Surrogate Alternatives. Uh, Feel free to like, love, comment uh, on the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, as well as on SoundCloud, if you'd like. Um, If you have a surrogate or a potential surrogate out there or somebody that you know that That's looking to be a a surrogate, feel free to share this with them. Um, I think Crystal's story is amazing. I think they would want to hear this, and we really appreciate you listening to uh, Building Families. Thank you so much again for joining us, and please join us again.
0: Thank you for listening to the Building Families podcast with Damian Omeda. Visit surrogatealternatives.com for links on everything we talked about, as well as archives, videos, and resources on how you too can start your own journey. Join us next time for another edition of Building Families.